Opa Gundam style, everyone. Welcome back to another riveting episode of Wow Cool Robot. I'm your co-host, Callie. And I use she, they pronouns. Fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> and I'm Max. I use he and pronouns. I have a diabolical headache because I spent all <laughs> yesterday finishing Xenoblade 3. Oh, did you enjoy it? I really, really, really did. You know, you know, I'm watching the Gundam this morning. The uh-huh. Gundam. I call it the Gundam, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. of course. Tr- a lot of the shit they talked about in this episode is incredibly salient to Xenoblade 3, let me tell you. Kind Wait, of amazing. Really? Yeah, I mean, not to get into the, the spoilers for a game that just came out, but like, it, it, it both Xenoblade 3 and Unicorn smack of like. Ideology. Hey. Well, well, <laughs> yes, it's a Takahashi game, <laughs> but more specifically, it's like grasping your own future and like the oh, uncer- I love that the, the, the uncertainty therein. Like it's it's pretty good shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like yeah. I've just been fully Xenopilled as <laughs> one does, and the best part is I you know you beat the game and then it's like okay cool. I at at a certain point I just stopped doing a lot of the side content, so I still have a lot more game to play. Yeah. Let me tell you, I put 130 hours into it when I got to hit credits. That's as much as I put into Elden Ring, but I completed Elden Ring at 130 hours. I am nowhere oh, close shit. for that in Xenoblade. Xenoblade's big then. It's it's <laughs> Xenoblade's games are very big. It's a real gamer's game. It's a game about number go up. If you see too many numbers on the screen at the same time, you become a new type. That's what I hope's <laughs> gonna happen to me. Well, uh, I've been playing trading cop games. Yeah, you were telling me about Chun Li's yes. Secret Lair earlier. Okay, okay. So I, may, may, many of you may know me for um, it's me, Kali Marshall, competitive Yu-Gi-Oh extraordinaire. Uh-huh. I've not pro- played pro- a real Yu-Gi-Oh professional. Compet- I've not played Yu-Gi-Oh competitively in months because the game is dog shit right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been focusing more on the other card games that I play. I play the Digimon card game, which is a lot of fun, and uh, I've been getting back into Commander, um, which is a format of Magic the Gathering, um, where it's like a 99 card deck, and then you have your Commander. Um, and I've just recently built a deck online, mm-hmm. I need to assemble the cards for it, actually, where it uses Chun-Li from Street Fighter, because she has a card in Magic the Gathering. Chun-Li from Street Fighter. And she's really cool, because when you cast her, you can ca- pay more mana for her, and exile a certain amount of- and, and you can exile the same amount of fucking instants from your graveyard um, as the amount of extra mana that you paid for her. And every time you attack with Chun-Li, you can, if you have the mana available for them, um, fucking cast the spells as much as you like. It's great. It's so cool. Fucking- Good shit, number go up. Number do go up. Um, I say we get into it. We got some yes. shit to talk about. Mm-hmm. Good lord, there's a lot in it here. Is a, it is a very talky episode today. <laughs> oh my god. You know how there's always like that one like little mini arc where everyone's just fucking talking and yeah. not much is happening? Um, <laughs> well. Well, this is like this, but things do happen. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Unicorn's so good, though. It is. I'm liking it. I should I should get right into um third edition of uh Kelly Cartwright short fucking <laughs> <laughs> summaries as we leap right into I forgot what the episode was called, hang on. Uh two worlds, two tomorrows. Out. Yeah, two worlds. Episode six. Two worlds, two tomorrows. 
Two lone mobile suits, the Sinanju and the Rosen Zulu, push back the general revel and its onslaught of mobile suits as it forces itself to retreat. The Sinanju's pilot, Full Frontal, awaits the opportunity to talk to the Unicorn pilots, Bangladesh Lynx, once more. On the night on the Nail Agama, Bangladesh and Minerva talk about their experiences on Earth, and if they believe in Z uh, believe if Zeon and the Federation can work together with the box. Minerva chooses to believe that people are good and they discuss the final location of the box. The Tri-Stars intercept an empty Garen Sierras and set off the explosives inside and blow it the fuck up. Uh, Bright is scolded by Martha, who chastises him for giving up the unicorn and letting the sleeves get away. Bright admits his plan backfired and explains the patrol fleets were removed for the General Revel's mission letting them get away completely. On Earth, the Banshee Norn is loaded into a shuttle, now piloted by that no-good, low-life Riddy Marcinus. Zinnemann watches over Marita recovering in the med bay, Flas tells him about the Garen Sierras before Zinnemann reminisces about his dead family. In the hangar, tensions are rising, Takia tells Bangladesh about how he could improve the Unicorn with the data collected on its fights. Mineva asks how Mikot is doing. Mikot is doing bad. Fetis and Zeons argue in the engine room, but it's broken up by Midas telling them to wind that X in over that intercom. Frontal thanks Midas, he tells the captain the area of the last coordinates, the site where the Battle of the Loom took place. Otto confronts Frontal on why he wants the box, and Minerva, who is dripped out of her fucking mind, floats in asking the same thing. He tells the ship about his idea of a system that would let the space noid self-govern, called the Sideco Prosperity Sphere. Minerva tells him that it's fucking stupid, and then tell tells him that he's not the real Shah because he has no love for humanity. He agrees, once again, he's a vessel for the masses. Bangladesh pipes up big out frontal being a heartless bastard and the bridge recalled the axis shock, uh, which Bangladesh claims he felt the light of in the unicorn. Maneva laments the Shah that she knew and reveals the location of the box, Industrial 7's Colony Bethelder. The Banshee Norn heads towards the Revel as already recalls his conversation with Alberto, who says the Vists have a tendency to kill each other uh, and that he wants them to bring Marita back alive. Bangladesh tells Marie, uh, helps Marita eat her gross nutrient goop and tells her about ice cream as if they're not at war. Um, she tells them that to trust in the power possibility and to follow what he believes in. Um, the Federation people on the ship start to arm themselves against the sleeves, but they're ambushed they put out a distress signal. Zinnemann and Frontal talk in front of a massive mobile suit being built with no legs, and he subtly implies he's a cyber new type. Don't know what the fuck that was about. Uh, more Federation forces pick up the distress signal, which leads to a massive fight amongst the crew. Bangladesh heads to the Unicorn to smash up the Sleeves mobile suit cockpits, but is intercepted by Frontal. Maneva and Marita and the Kshatriya try and fight back against the Sleeves, but Zinnemann forces Marita to open a cockpit as the Rosen Zulu fights back. Bangladesh manages to escape and get into the Unicorn, causing Frontal and Angelo to retreat. Martha talks to the Fetty officials as the Banshee gets closer to the Argama. The episode ends as a full armor Unicorn Gundam launches to fight Riddy one more time. Pretty good. I had never even considered the name of Bangladesh. That's delightful. Yeah. I uh, don't know how I got it. How did you get it? Remember those old Bazinga memes where it's like a bad thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a badly made comic, and then at the yeah, end, we're gonna, it's we're like gonna a be calling him Zimbabwe it. next week. Oh, can we actually? <laughs> let's call him Zimbabwe next Zimbabwe. week. Zimbabwe links. <laughs> <laughs> um. See, so yeah, this one, it starts out, it's the same thing. It's Rosenzu and Sananju Shep, but, like, we get the full fight scene this time. It is fan-fucking-tastic. Oh, my, oh my God, God this so rules. good. Full Frontal is a genius at combat because he subscribes to the theory that, uh, of just don't get hit and you're fine. <laughs> don't get hit! <laughs> he's like a Smash player, he's great! It's simply his choice. He's like, why would I, I'm in a battle... <laughs> I just wouldn't get hit, and I'd be fine. Just, They're like, oh, shit, and everyone's just, like, writing it down. And, oh, yeah, well, look at this. He's, I'm just he's not going to get hit. It's going to be absolutely fine. And and it's true. He does. He kicks ass. 
Um, I really like how the Sinanju does the same thing as a Sazabi, where, like, you store the axe in the shield so you can use the shield as, like, a blade to, yeah. like, cut shit yeah. apart. <laughs> um, they're still, they're, you know, they're not fighting to kill, but General Revel sure is. But it doesn't fucking matter. Like, at one point, Frontal, like, crunches a cockpit of one of the Rizels to, like, pop the escape pot out so we can use that Rizel as, like, a shield when the Revel shoots, like, missiles loaded with a bunch of tinier missiles. Yeah! Yeah! And he does uh, this, that like, is a good thing that I noticed. Like, they're not killing them. Yeah! Like, again, because I, they're, def- they're trying to um, do that and then look at Zimbabwe and be like, you see, we didn't kill, we're good guys. Mm. Oh, it's great. I, I love when, um... When the Revel, like, disperses the Manovsky missiles that, like, yeah, fuck all the so beams cool. up. So you see the Rizels flying in, but, like, their beam sabers are, like, that really, like... That is out and just yeah, not doing anything. Just dog shit. And it doesn't even... It doesn't even fucking matter. It doesn't oh, matter. So eventually... Oh, so cool. Eventually, they're just like, fuck this. And they just turn around and leave because they it's can't like, take out what? these two suits. I, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm honestly so tired right now. They just get up and leave. Right. It's like getting hustled. It's it's like getting hustled at, like, a fighting game tournament or something. Like, some yeah. rando shows up and is, like, you know, like an off-meta character or someone you just, like, barely know about and just completely wipes the floor with you. You're like, fuck this. I'm leaving. Yeah, they went X3 at locals and left. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, at the end, Full Frontal's like, all right, now to talk to the key to the box. So he's going to talk to, uh, to to Bangladesh about this. Bangladesh links, baby. Um, so we, we see this nice little bit of, of him and Maneva talking. And she asks him if, you know, can Neo Zeon and the Federation really work together when the box is within their reach? No. <laughs> nah, um, nah, nah, mate. Sorry, don't think they can. It's Not this nice lie. conversation about she saw all these cool new things when she was on Earth, and she knows how ignorant she used to be about the world, like how sheltered she was. So mm-hmm. they both kind of like they they both got this nice, you know, they know more about the world now. Like there's more that they know and that they've seen. They they're 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 growing up. The kids are all right. The kids are doing better, and I'm glad about yeah. that. Happy yeah. to see and- them. I'm happy to see them glow up. Yeah, he he does tell her the coordinates, the final coordinates, but, like, the episode card pops in, like, he's like, the yeah. final coordinates are, boom, boom, and it shows the episode, Bong. whatever. Um, and then we see the, the, the poor guy in Sierra, it's just, like, trundling through space. Uh, we see the Tri-Stars are chasing after it, and they're, like, trying to hail it, and it's not picking up. And Watts, who's the guy that Bangladesh fucking kicked into the ocean, is yeah, really he's mad. he's so mad about it. He's like, oh, well, the unicorn come out. You know what? I'll make it stop. And then just fires, like, a barrage out. Because he's in, like, this Jester cannon. Um, So he just absolutely just barrages the shit out of it. And just makes, like, a, a big explosion right in front of the cockpit. Um, But as he's doing it, we cut inside of the Garancieras. And it's just completely empty. <laughs> it's and it's, just like, rigged with all these explosives. Autopilot. <laughs> blows up and he's just stood there just like oh oh <laughs> uh oh no oh no <laughs> I shouldn't be alive right now he's just traumatized it's great yeah. so <laughs> funny the, the 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 ruse worked you know it, it got some heat off the nail argama for a while because you know they don't know the unicorn is there I guess they they still think the unicorn's on the guy in Sierra. yeah um we see Martha, who's, like, Skyping Bright, who's on the Rock Island still. <laughs> She's fucking mad at him. She's so mad that he allowed the unicorn to escape. And he's just like, oh, I guess my plan backfired. But then again, 
you know, don't you think it was strange the general revel had to retreat even though there was no support because of it was such a secret mission that someone from the civilian sector definitely requested Martha Visk Carbine? What do you think? Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think about the situation at hand? Hey, She's- hey, Visk Foundation, <laughs> why why, why they get no backup whatsoever? Where was it, huh? She's so fucking mad at rules. I love to see her get pissed off. <laughs> it's so, so funny. I love um, seeing her mad. I feel yeah. bad about, like... <laughs> I feel bad about dunking on her so much, but she sucks so much. Maybe, maybe if she wasn't like a hateable creepy, wouldn't have to dunk on her so much. Mm. Maybe it's her fault. I mean, there's later on in the episode where like Alberto says something along the lines of, "Oh yeah, she's trying to declare war on men," which is a bit weird. It was a bit of a yeah. weird thing to say, Alberto. Al- Alberto has his own shit that he's working through <laughs> he's, in this episode, too. He's got his too. own stuff he's working through. I, I think so Bangladesh might be the only normal Vist Foundation person. I, do you think do you think he's normal? Dude. What? Okay. He's, he's more not... normal than the rest, but he's still an abnormal creature. That's true. You know, I think Stardew Valley Grandpa's the most normal Vist. I think Siam is, is the <laughs> only guy who really has his head on straight, because he just wants to take a nap. <laughs> They're like the fucking Skywalkers of Gundam. <laughs> They're all just fucked up completely. Just an absolute psycho family. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and she talks to Bryce. She mentions that, like, that fancy tapestry the Vist Foundation has. There's the white unicorn. There's also a black line that, like, just didn't even come up until now. But I guess it was been there the whole time. And that's what the Banshee mm-hmm. is representative of. Yep. Um, and she straight up says, like, yeah, if we can't get the box, we're just going to blow it up. Gives a shit anymore. Literally like, doesn't matter. It doesn't even fucking matter. Um, and we see Riddy heading to space in the Banshee. Don't like it. It's bad. I mean, the suit's fine. Riddy is the one I just... Yeah, Riddy sucks. The suit Get out of there. Get her out of there. Um, Get him out of the cool machine. He doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it. Uh, we see Zinnerman. He's chilling with Marita, who's like comatose right now. Um, Flast comes in and tells him that the Gar and Seer is destroyed. The ruse kind of worked. Um, and, like, he's, you know, he feels bad that it was destroyed because, like, it was, like, Marita's home or whatever. Um, and he just, like, talks about how close Marita is to everyone. They're all, they're all just, like, a nice family. I like it. I love the Gar and Sierra crew. Yeah. Zinnerman, Zinnerman gets to do some cool shit later. He does. But, um, I really quite like it. I quite like Zinnerman in this episode. I always yeah. like Zinnerman. Zinnerman's one of the better characters in the series, oh, so I love a lot. But he gets, he gets some cool moments to do yeah. in this episode. Um, he, he sees, he's, like, in his mind, he sees Marie running towards him. Um, and, like, we hear, his original plan was to hijack this whole ship, but, like, now that he has Marita and and he sees that she's safe, he's like, I don't give it, I don't care about it anymore. Like, he's just happy to have his daughter back. It's mm-hmm. nice. He's just a sad dad. They should make a PS4 game about him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, every other first party PS4 gets the sad dad machine. Oh, Zinnerman's gonna be in The Last of Us 3. <laughs> Oh, he's gonna be the main character, mate. Yeah, it's gonna be Zinnerman Rita shooting fucking fungus zombies. Um, okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This is the next. The next scene. We we see the hanger of the uh, nail argama, and it's it's this cool shot of like you see all the Federation suits on the left, and like it pans over to the right, and it's all of the sleeve suits. It's mm. a it's a metaphor, I think. I think it might be one of the think... one of the Neo Zeon people. I love just when they like. 
say like you know their one jrpg voice line that's like expository dialogue because he's like oh all the suits are standing up in this hangar that's the way of thinking of someone whose soul is bound by gravity yeah they just say it like that it's a weird thing to say say like that like it sounds pre-programmed you can't make this shit up you literally couldn't if you tried it's so funny he pulls out fucking Char Asimov's quote book. Just reads some shit from it. It's the quote in his like Twitter bio. Of course he's gonna say it as yeah. much as he can. Yeah. <laughs> Gravity Hater 69. <laughs> yeah. Um talk okay, we see Takuya next. I guess he's just like one of them fucking main mechanics now. Cause he's like, yeah. hey, hey, Bangladesh, I have that some ideas came out on. Of nowhere, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, like Mikot makes sense. Like she's part of like the engine crew, but like I don't know why Takuya is the guy who's like, all right, I have plans on how to fix up your like super duper illegal most wanted mobile suit, and everyone's like, all right, yeah, do it. Strap a bunch of weapons to it. Do it, dude. Come on, let's do it. Let's just um, let's let's duct tape as many rocket launches as yeah. we possibly can. A hundred grenades, six Gatling guns. Fuck yes. Um, and they talk about like Mikot, who's t- she's not doing great. She's been very on edge since you know her school was attacked. But whatever. Just, no, no, not just attacked. Since her school classroom was right erased yes yeah, since, since her classmates were unmade by a person who is on the ship that's right that's right Ugh. yeah and kashatri is just like gone like it's like there it's like no weapons it's, it's just totally like broken. fucked up it, like no funnels it has one wing left it's like missing a leg it's like whole it doesn't have like the cover for its escape pod anymore it's a mess um and, like, someone's like, emergency, emergency. It's not actually emergency, but, like, the, the main engineer is, like, this grumpy old man who's, like, sitting down in front of the engine room. And he's just, he's just fucking indignant. How dare these Zeeks be on my ship? <laughs> How dare they get them out of here? It's, it's like, it makes, I mean, th- this whole thing is really cool. I really, really love this entire sequence of, like, Neo Zeon being on a Federation ship. Because, like, everyone just fucking hates each other's guts so mm-hmm. goddamn much. The tension on that is just insane. It's so good. Like, and, and it's not just, like, the engineer. Because, like, the, the, the sort of gaunt, tall guy with, like, the short, dark hair comes in, too. And he, like, stands alongside this old man. He's like, yeah, fuck him. Get him out of our ship. And even, like, Echoos shows up. And they're, like, they're kind of off to the side. But you can tell, like, they're also, like, being assholes. Everyone's just being fucking mean. And, of course, Angelo shows up, which makes the situation so much worse right yeah, away. Yeah, because Angelo just has, like, the most dastardly twinkish aura that just makes everyone <laughs> around him accept his, like, <laughs> emotional support linebacker. Um, fucking, <laughs> like, just completely furious and mad. Just by his pride. I love Angelo so much. I love that he, like, clutches onto a rose, like, later on in the episode. That's a proper Mashmere moment, I've got to say. (laughs) That is such a Mashmere moment. Just gripping onto it with the most vicest grip whatsoever. I I love him so much. I I literally wrote Mashmere moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! I just love how pissed off everyone is when he's around. God, he rules. And, you know, he's just like, even though we saved the nail argama, we only care about the box's key. And, like, no one fucking, oh, my God, it's gonna, it's mad, it's bad. And this is when Maneva shows up and is like, Angelo, shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> yeah, she just shows up and it's just like, shut that, shut the hell your mouth. Down, boy. Go away. 
Shut the hell your mouth. Um, Mikot is here too, and she like confronts Maneva. And she's like, hey, why the fuck did you go to Earth for so long? What are you doing? Why are you back here? Like, she's pissed. Everyone's pissed. Everyone's so goddamn mad. And then the day is saved by my best boy, Otto Mitas. Yeah, comes on the PA. everyone's favorite feels. And it's just like, uh, I, I, gotta, I gotta tell you guys, um, can you stop fighting for like 10 minutes, my guy? Stop. Oh, it's so good. He's it's he's so, so captainly. He's so captainly. He's like, hey, we're all in deep shit. We got to work <laughs> together to survive. It sucks. I hate it. You hate it. Suck it up. Deal with it. It's so good. It's, um, it's so funny. He, he's on the bridge with Full Frontal. And, you know, he, he tells Full Frontal, I don't like you at all. I recognize that we need your help. But God, I don't fucking like you. You suck. You're the worst. And he's like, I, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Didn't worry. <laughs> I'd hate me, too. <laughs> I'm simply but, um, a vessel for how much you want to fucking beat the shit out of me. <laughs> I'm what I'm what everyone wants me to be. A punching bag. <laughs> you want me to be dead. I can't <laughs> right, you be that. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> God, it's so funny. Um, and he says he'll leave. He says he's gonna leave once like they're able to meet up with the Rock Kylum around Luna. Um, he's gonna head to the Shoal Zone, where the Battle of Loom took place, which is the next set of coordinates. Yeah. So, is, w- was that, I couldn't tell, is Industrial 7 inside that Shoal Zone? Or is uh, that, like, inside false? that Shoal Zone, Okay, yes. alright. Okay, so yeah. So, like, they managed to graft the vague area of the final coordinates, but it was such a big area, they couldn't quite get exactly where it was. Yeah. It's really funny to me that, like, there, this is like you know presumably the best kept secret in the entire history of the Universal Century, and there's like it's like you, you know you'd think it's this entire like you know Earth sphere trotting journey. It's three places. It's like three places. I know. It's three places, and one of those places is where you fucking found the thing. Yeah. <laughs> It's a big circle. They go in a big loop at the end of it's the just, same they, place. They, they make a triangle. It rules. It's so funny. They were right there. They were right there. No, but you got to get the other coordinates. It's all in order. You got to. So he, he can't funny. spoof. He can't spoof his GPS like it's Pokemon Go. I'm. I'm just thinking about like um. What's he called? Uh, Cardius. I love the idea of Cardius going like. Hi, Frontal. What's up, lad? And he's like, yeah, yeah, what's up? And he's like, right, I've got the box, right? (laughs) This thing is yours. But I need you to go to the other side of the planet first and then come back. And then I'll have it for you. Yeah. Do a little bit of a runaround. And and, and Frontal's just like, why the fuck would I do that? He's just like, it's the rules, them's the breaks, kid. Yeah, that's that's. I worked really hard on this Laplace program to make you feel bad about the sins of the of the, of the Federation and Zeon alike. Yeah, and it is like, yeah. Well, I mean, we know that's <laughs> we like wrote the this whole program point. to make you worse. We li- we literally kind of yeah, we get it. <laughs> it's just like nah, nah, wait, get out of there, go. Yeah, it's go. great. This I don't know why thing... I like. <laughs> I love the idea of like. Cardius Viz having a really thick northern accent. Yeah. <laughs> um, Full Frontal exposits too that like since Bangladesh has become the Unicorn's pilot, 
the mobile suit has been exhibiting unknown abilities. Mm-hmm. It's like, we thought it was full of red soup. It's full of green soup. And we don't have nearly enough data on that color of soup. We've only seen it once before. We've seen it um, precisely once. Yeah. And like, Otto asks Full Frontal, hey, what are you going to do with the box? And he's like, you're, you're the second coming of Char. I don't think Char Asma would just be okay with bringing back Zeon and leaving it at that. And this is when Maneva like, walks in, in like her full Zeon princess garb. Oh, she looks so good. And, I, and, I, and, I stood up and cheered. Yes, it's so good. And she holds up like the giant cancel culture microphone to Full Frontal's face. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, hey, what are you going to do with the box? Can you tell us all, please? It's so fucking great. It's like switching like the intercom on as well. Yes, it's so good. Um, and then he says something that makes sense, unfortunately. Yeah. Is, like, okay, it's not great, but like it's the most sense any Xeon plan has made in quite some time. <laughs> Cause basically, he says the box, you know, it's it's space noids unite, you have an only thing to lose but your chains, basically. Because there's what? I think 10 billion people total. 2 billion on Earth, 8 billion in space. And he talks about how the space noids want to self-rule. But if they did, the Earth Federation and the Earth itself would be fucked. Because like all of the production, like food, military assets, everything is in space, not on Earth. The Earth like just straight up cannot support itself anymore. And they rely on space. So if space was able to rule itself, the Earth would be completely fucking boned. Yeah. Um, so he wants to found this thing called the Side Co Prosperity Sphere. The issue with his plan, though, is it kind of yeah, like making like this big like thing where all the the they just cut out the Earth from it will just lead the Earth to being restored sooner. So and it's like he doesn't speak on what's going to happen to the Earth, right? Like, yeah, Shar Asmal wanted to drop a big stinky rock on the Earth, but, like, <laughs> he, he outlined why he wanted to do that, because he wanted to get people off of the Earth so it could be restored, but f- f- Full Frontal just doesn't take that into account whatsoever, and Maneva even goes like, okay, but if you leave the Earth destitute and angry at space, hmm, I think a one-year worse is going to happen, but in reverse. Literally. And, like... It, 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 it's just, it's happening again. Like, he doesn't think about his fucking plan. Like, yeah, I'm all for the idea of all the sides uniting and, like, you know, sticking it to the man. But, like, doing that and then don't kill everyone on Earth. Like, don't leave them to it's fucking die. It's a bad die. move. Like, like you, uh... can, you can make everyone, you can, like, do your best and try and make sure everyone gets, like, enough help that they need. Yeah, or you like, could just flip which side is being oppressed. There's still people being oppressed if you do your plan. Right, that's the thing. Like he's not thinking past that point. And even like, <clears throat> um, he talks about how in UC a hundred the Federation's going to like revoke Zeon's independence and it'll just revert to side three. And if that happens, like they can't do their plan anymore for some yeah. reason. Um, even though everyone else would probably still know them nominally as Zeon. Yeah, that is um, the Republic of Zeon. Yeah, and like, you know, Maneva just rips him a new one, telling him that, you know, Zeon Zum Daikun wanted to involve humanity together, and she just is like, Shar was a fucking lunatic, he just wanted to destroy Earth, I don't know what he was on about. <laughs> but, but yeah, she just tells him, like, this is just, like, continuing the, the balance of power of just, like, the strong versus the weak versus the strong back and forth forever, like, you're just gonna make a one-year war again, but, like, Earth is gonna be Zeon, and Zeon's gonna be the Earth Federation. 
And then Full Frontal tries to, like, deflect all of this by saying, well, I'm just a vessel for humanity's concerns. <laughs> he just uh, completely so deflects the point. Yeah. It's just like, this is what I want personally, guys. Relax. This is what everyone in space wants together. Yeah, and this is what? when Bangladesh Did, comes in no. and is just like, shut up. Shut up. It's, it's like, shut, shut your mouth. What are you talking about? Yeah, he, he talks about, he's like, you can't be so detached from all of this. And he starts talking about the green soup, how it's nice and warm and happy, and it's the light of human memories. <laughs> and then we get, like, straight up, like, a clip from Shara's counterattack. It's not reanimated, it's just, like, it's the footage just from Shara's counterattack. Yeah. Uh, of, like, the Jagans and the new trying to push back the um, Axis. And, like, you know, it's the light, is everything. They're talking about the Axis shock, and... They're talking about, like, the possibility of humanity. And the Federation wants to sweep that possibility under the rug. And it's just, like, it's so funny to me that how people in this show just consistently make decently well-thought-out plans and just, like, beef it at the very end and just forget mm. crucial steps. It's just, like, like again, Full Frontal's plan makes so much sense until you ask him what happens to Earth. And he's just like, oh, it's not my plan, actually. Don't ask uh, me any more yeah, questions. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry about it, guys. It's all fine. We'll, don't worry we'll about it. We'll burn that bridge when we get there. <laughs> uh, and, and she just straight up says, okay, well, whatever. Fuck you, I guess. Uh, the final coordinates are at the Industrial 7 Colony Builder. And <laughs> Bangladesh just gets so fucking mad about this. And she's just like, the boy said, the burden is too heavy for the boy. Just like, what? Why are you He's determining your age! Why are you determining? Like, you were just talking about how you both believe in humanity's future to be able to, like, determine for themselves the right path. And now you're like, actually, he's a little sniveling teen boy. Fuck that guy. Like, what? What? I don't know why she did this. Maybe to just, like, get Neo Zeon out of their hair? But, like... Yeah. I don't I don't know. I, I really don't know why she tells Full Frontal where it is. I mean, presumably they'd be, like keeping an eye on the unicorn itself and would follow the unicorn wherever it goes once they're in the shoal zone, but, like... I think I it may be a way of also just kind of pushing them away. Like, yeah. if we think about it, if they knew the, the coordinates and they just weren't willing to tell them, then I, I don't... I, maybe not frontal, but Angela wouldn't be above just torturing out of them. That's true. <laughs> Angela's kind of a little lunatic. These are all freak we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get that boy out of here. <laughs> <laughs> get him out of that. <sighs> um. So after that scene, uh, we see the Banshee Norn launching. Yeah, it's, Banshee it's, Norn. Now it has more yellow bits on it. I don't really like. The, see, the, the unicorn is nice because it's just so clean. It's like one color, and you get that like nice, you know, dark blue for the feet and the backpack. But the Banshee has this kind of clashing, like, yellow metal in addition to the gold mm -hmm. psycho frame that I think is a bit much. On the regular Banshee, it's okay, because it's just, like, on the face and, like, the clavicle area. But then with the Norn, you have this whole fucking backpack that's, like, this bright yellow. And I think it's supposed to be, like, a lion's mane. Yeah. And you can even see... You can even see it has, like, teeth almost on the little gold mask when it's in unicorn form. But it's just a bit much. But all the weapons it has are fucking sick. It's really cool. I really like it. I think the regular Banshee's a lot better than the Banshee Norn. Uh-huh. Because it just kind of cuts a lot of that fat out. Right. It's 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 sleeker. It's more streamlined. While still being cool because it has the giant claw and it has a giant smart gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. I have that both smart gun's sick as hell. I have both Banshee and the Unicorn as Master Grades. And they're not great oh, kits. Oh, man. But they're cool to look at, at least. 
The my my local my local like hobby shop has um my fucking it has the 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 what is it called perfect grade unicorn. Oh god. I want it so bad, but it's like three hundred pounds. The uh yeah the P Bandai P Bandai right now actually has a listing for the perfect grade final battle unicorn that has like the three oh, shields and everything. Hell yeah! And it, and it's like damn, it comes with the LEDs and everything, but it's also like three hundred dollars. But I am oh my god, my, my fucking P Bandai order shipped. I'm getting I'm getting my my Phantom Gundam this week. Oh <gasps> hell yeah! I'm get, I'm getting Phantom, I'm getting Crossbone X Zero, and I'm getting Marcia. Oh. Oh, that's so cool. I'm fucking amped. I'm going to have a gunplay night with my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> with your neighbor, the rules. Well, he's he's my coworker who moved in the same apartment complex I did. So we're like friends and neighbors, mm. but like he's yeah. also in the gunpla. So I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. But um, Riddy, we get a flashback as Riddy's like going out into space and he's talking to Alberto, who gives him like this covert mission to recover pull 12 secretly. Don't tell Martha about it. Don't tell, don't um, tell, don't tell Martha. Don't tell your mother. Don't, don't tell, tell your mother. It's just, yeah, it's so like he he's he talking about how like the Viss have such a bloody history. And it's like Riddy already got this talk from his dad. Like, Riddy doesn't need to be told that the Viss are all like backstabbing lunatics because he already <laughs> knows that. His his grand his dad already told him, like, yes, I am Viss just fucking like deleted your great grandfather? Grandfather? Yeah, you straight you try to say Saju Valley grandpa was normal. That would kill his grandson. Yeah, well, who among us? Among us? <laughs> Stupid. Um, but he basically kind of ends on the point of like, well, if you need to use a banshee to destroy everything, that's fine. Humanity's headed that way anyway. Do what you think is best, King. Like, shut what you fucking Alberto, dude. Come on, man. Yeah, he's not. Oh, oh, everyone in everyone in Unicorn is just fucking crazy. I love just it. It's creepy so creepy weirdos. It's so fun. It's just like it's I don't know. It, it it's such a I can't tell if it's a different take on UC or if it's just like UC amplified, but I just really like all of these like interfamilial factional politics going around. It's very fun. It makes for very thrilling TV. Yeah, no, it really <sighs> does. Um so we cut back to the nail argama. Um, Bangladesh has a knock on his door and it's Marita. She's out of bed. She's doing fine. And she comes in and she's like, Hey, help me Capri eat this. It's this gross. Capri Sun fucking sucks. Can you please <laughs> drink some of it for me? Oh, it's so cute. It's so good. And it, it's like this scene. First of all, Haro is there and Haro's like, and Banajar, door. He's like, Banajar, drink. Gross. It's very cute. I love um, Haro so much. Beyond Toon World, uh, my Beyond Tomb today is the voice of Haro, by the way. What? Is it? Yeah. And oh another character is more important than Haro, but it's also Haro. Um, and he, he asks Marita, like, he's like, well, this food sucks, but what food do you like? And she just has to think about it for a while because, you know, she doesn't really know. Uh, but she says, ice cream, I guess. And he's like, oh, sick. There's an ice cream parlor in Industrial 7. I can take you to, oh, we're in war. Oh, just beans. like Paul. Oh, Bean. Just like, oh, shit. He's going to get a brain freeze for her. Just like Paul. How nice. I didn't even catch that until now. Yeah, well, that was the first, uh, that was the, when Judo and Paul first met. Um, yeah. Paul made him take her out for made ice cream. Just this gigantic fucking ice cream. Poor guy got brain freeze. <laughs> so sad. Um, And he, he starts to, like, feel bad about how he, like, can't, you know, it's hard to do the right thing 
in horror and all of this shit. And Marita is just like, Ganbate, Banajer, just like, do what you can, believe <laughs> in your future. And that's how the world progresses. And she like gives him a hug and just tells him to follow his dreams. It's not as hokey as I'm making it sound. It's like a very yeah. nice conversation. It's but really she be- sweet. Mm-hmm. She basically tells him to just like grab your dreams, get in the Gundam, figure it out, man. You got this. It's nice. It's nice. I like that she's like his big sister now. Yeah, I really like the dynamic that they have. Yeah. Um. We see she she like as she leaves his room, she sees Maneva, and she like tells her the same thing. She's like, "I hope you can follow your heart too," and just goes off. It's nice. God, Marita's such a fucking cool character. Yeah. Um. Next is oh yeah, this goes great. So next is like Takia goes to some some like dark side room in the nail Argama with like a crate full of fucking pistols. Um and Mikot's there and like the engineers there and just like everyone who doesn't like Xeon being on the ship and they're getting ready to like force him out. Um but of course the door opens and like all the guards are knocked out and Angelo and a bunch of other guys are there with guns too. Uh it seems bad. <laughs> I think uh maybe Maybe provoking Neo Zeon like this is not going to end well, but that's just yeah. my assumption. It might, it might, you know, you know, taunting bears is kind of bad. Taunting like revolutionary forces is kind of worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Um. We 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 cut over to the Rue Lula, and this is a scene that's a little bit reminiscent of a scene from the first Gundam series, a bit. Oh, um, a little bit. It's it's Zinnerman in full frontal looking at... Well, you can't see it. It's a big mobile armor, but Zinnerman's like, it doesn't have any legs. And the last time I heard something like that, that was the Zeong. Yeah. <laughs> Except this is yep. much bigger. Yeah, don't... Hey, you don't need legs in space. You got a big thruster, and then you're fine. And and then oh. he just looks over to... um, <laughs> looks over to Zinnerman. Zinnerman's just like, oh, Shaw's kind of... She was kind of a weirdo, yeah? It's like, I'm not human. <laughs> it's a normal thing to say. It's a normal thing to say. It's just like, oh, if Cha was around these days, you think he would still be a whole dude? And then Zinnerman just looks sort of like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like, because Zinnerman is trying to have, like, a more more heart-to-heart here of talking about, you know, Full Frontal's, like, wondering who taught Zinnerman to follow his dreams. Was it uh, Bangladesh or Merida? And Zinnerman's just like, I don't know. I'm tired. I have all this hatred inside me. I'm just fucking tired of it. I want it to end. Yeah. And then he's like, that's when he starts wondering about Char. And Full Frontal's like, if Char was around, he wouldn't be human. Just normal normal things to say to people. Good lord. Um, so then, as the um, Nail Argamas, I guess they're near Luna, um, a Federation ship rolls up, like a like a scout ship. And apparently the Nail Argama is outputting in a distress signal. That's news to us. But Otto is like, he's not answering because he's just like really confused because the um, scout ship notices that, hey, why are there a couple Xeon ships uh, outputting Federation IFF codes? Yeah. That's not normal. Can you answer the phone and tell us what's going on? And Otto's like really afraid to do so. It's like, fuck. And this is when Angelo comes in and, like, turns the TV on and shows, like, the live feed of that engine room where, like, all of the dissidents are, like, tied up with guns everywhere. And he's like, hey, tell them to fuck off or these guys are dying. You know, he's like, this is, this alliance is delicate. This could spell the end of everyone if nothing's done for this. And Angelo, like, pulls a gun on Otto. And this is, like, Otto just, like, fucking sucks up. He's like, you guys are fucking terrorists and I do not negotiate with terrorists. This alliance is over. And that's when Echoos like, springs yeah, into Yeah, just, like... Boom, smoke bomb, boom, cake, fucking boom, uh, gun, boom, 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 boom. Rainbow Six Siege shit. <laughs> it's siege is 
It's so it's good. It's so good. Like they they rescue the hostages. They they try to get into the engine room, but Angelo's like quick or uh, the um <clears throat> the bridge. But Angelo's quick thinking, and he like grabs a guy and like uses him as a shield and like kicks him away, and like he's able to escape and get into the hangar as Equas like secures the situation. That situation. Um. Uh. So we as like. As this happens, um, Bangladesh is, is trying. He's, like, running through the halls. He's trying to get to the hangar. And he runs into Echoas. And it's like, I guess whoever is in charge. I don't remember the guy's name, but he was like... Um, I think it was... I want to say this sounds wrong. It sounds so wrong. But I think his name's, like, Rodney. Let's see. I can look this up. Uh, 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 uh-huh. Um, I'm, like, trying to find... Uh, his name is Conroy Hogginson. Oh, co- not Rodney. Not Rodney. Not Rodney at all. I think Conroy <laughs> and Rodney got a little mixed up. My and little noggin. enough. So so Conroy's here. Um, he tells he tells Bangladesh, "Hey, get in the Gundam, fight for your dreams, or whatever the fuck. Don't throw away the life Daguza gave you." And it's nice because like it was exactly what he was gonna do anyway. So he's like, "Oh hell yeah!" So he goes into the um he goes into the hangar. Um, but full frontal's there who like grabs and puts him in a fucking arm bar. Mm. Um, and and he's like, hey, I don't need to keep you alive anymore. We know where the, we know where the fucking location is. Like, we have the unicorn. Like, what are you gonna give us? We can just get it now, <clears throat> bozo, yeah. bozo, fucking clown. Uh, he talks about how the only person he's trying to like once again like pull Bangladesh over to his side. He talks about how the only kind of person who's really able to act for all of humanity, like Bangladesh is trying to do, is an empty vessel. And he's like, hey, if you come come hang out with me, you can become an empty vessel, too. And you can, like, effectively fight for humanity. And, like, we get the sense that Bangladesh is, like, starting to believe him a little bit. Mm. It's, it's kind of, like, haunting shit because it's like, I don't want him to become a vessel. He's, he's, he's Bangladesh. Isn't that kind of, like, the saddest thing you've ever heard, though, of the idea it of, is. like, oh, you need to become an empty vessel if you're going to fight for the good of humanity. Like, like that is harrowing yeah i don't like that that's fucking freaky um but before you can like listen to him anymore um marita is in her kshatriya with um maneva in the cockpit she like pins down angelo in the roseanne zulu her like she's like it has like a pig leg almost it's like the inner armor of the kshatriya's leg that's like left over so she has Mm. it like pinning down um the cockpit of the roseanne zulu and uh Maneva like gets on the PA and talks about how Neo Zeon no longer needs full frontal. Um, you know, she's telling him, you, you know, your idea of the future is no different than how the present already is. We just have to ho- open the box and hope we can move forward past that. And everything seems okay until Zinnerman does a little he- a, a quick little heel turn here. He does um, a little bit. I was so sad. I got yeah, I got genuinely worried at this part. I was like, wait, what the fuck? I guess like full frontal really played up Zinnerman's whole like fatigue and tiredness and loneliness and everything because he just he just wants the fighting to end he doesn't want to see his you know his his daughter get killed from all of this yeah so he orders her to stop all this open the cockpit bring Maneva out and we talked about how he's like stuck with all this hatred and regret and then and then marita calls him father and asks if she can have her way just this once and that like snaps him out of it entirely it's so fucking good you're my dad, boogie woogie woogie. It's just, it's just nice. It's, it's just, just so it's, nice. it's very sweet. It's a, it's a really nice moment because it's, it's kind of what they both need. Yeah, which is 
the thing is about it is, up until now, at this point, Marita has needed a master instead of a father. And uh-huh. now that she's becoming more of a person, thanks to having those little interactions with people that she cares about, like Mineva and um, Bangladesh and just the rest of the, the crew of the Garen Sierras, it's like, she realises that what she needs is actually a father. Yeah. And I think it's really, really sweet. And as well as that, it's Zinnemann finally being what he wanted to be for Maneva in the first place, which is right. really beautiful. I really, really love it. I love that yeah, moment so much. It's like they, they, they both want the same thing from each other. It's just, they're a family. It's so nice. Mm-hmm. And then he, <clears throat> he hears her say that and he's like, all right, your final order, listen to your heart. And then like a, a little fight breaks out in the hangar and like Angelo has this like fucking armpit swinging around. Um, <clears throat> he talks about how this is all humanity's fault and we need a leader who's transcended humanity to guide us. And Bangladesh, you know, uh, responds by saying, shouldn't humanity's future, shouldn't humanity's future be built by humanity? Not whoever the fuck full frontal is. Yeah. Um, no, by empty vessels. Yeah. And, and the unicorns and the Kshatriya psychoframes are glowing. Um, but like full frontal just has Angelo retreat. It's fine. He's like, it'll be a race from here on out. Um, and so they're gone, and like we cut back to Earth. We see Martha, who's like, she, she's in like, I guess she's in the Earth Federation headquarters because she goes and she talks to Ronan, and she's like, hey, I have a proposal for you. Right? Ronan's the leader of the Earth Federation, right? Or like the chairman? Hmm? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, and we, we go back, we see the nail argama. We see they're like spray painting the Girazulus with this like orange color to like denote that they're their units now, I suppose. Yeah, it's great. It's funny. Um, and we see the unicorn is the full armor unicorn now, meaning it just has... They put a bunch has, of guns on it. Yeah, it has three shields. It has fucking six Gatling guns. It has uh, two rocket launchers and like a shit ton of grenades on its legs. Mm. It's a lot. I have this kit. It's hard to build. It's just so much fucking weapons. <laughs> so much shit on it, yeah. Weapons are always the most boring part of a gunplay to build. And like half of the kit is just weapons. Um, but... There's like this nice moment, right? Because Otto gets on the PA, <clears throat> and he tells everyone they're fighting to let the use of today decide the future. Um, so they get to return from this mission alive with the box in hand and let the world face the truth. It's nice. It's you know, it very much feels like we're gearing up for the final battle. Yeah, and then Riddy shows up. <laughs> Disgusting. It's the Banshee. He just fucking he kicks some Jigans and Rizel's asses. He's like trying to hunt the unicorn down. Um, and they, they like clash as the episode ends. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's unicorn against unicorn. Fucking badass. And that's episode. That's it. We like, we, we definitely could have spent like twice as much talking about all the ideology, but like, that's... we got a, we also have a finale that's going to be even more. Yeah, I, I kind of, I'm happy with this being uh, a less and a, kind and a whole of summary and everything. Yeah. Cause we got like the whole summary. We've got like. And we've got that narrative as well. Yeah, um, which which hopefully will help like reframe certain things, have more to talk about too. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of content. Certainly not star for it here. Um, but before we close, I do have a segment. I would love to hear about your segment right now. It it it, it is time for Beyond Tune World. You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond Tune. Oh. Today, Today, we're talking about uh, Stephanie Shea. Oh. 
S-H-E-H, I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Shea. Um, she was born April 10th, 1977 in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Cool. Um, I think she's been oh, active Michigan. since 19, 1999. Um, but she's done a lot of roles, holy moly. Um, so, starting with all of her Gundam roles, she was the voice of Maneva Laozabi. Yeah! And also Haro! <laughs> yeah! Where does so, so, go? Yeah, so she's, she's Maneva. Uh, she's Haro. She's also Haro in Gundam The Origin, which is really funny. Um, <laughs> and her only other Gundam roles are really big one, too. She's Lacus Klein from Seed. Wow, that's big. Yeah, that's big, because she's, she's like one of the main characters from what I understand. Pink hair. Um, let's see. A lot, of, a lot of video game and anime roles. In the Legend of Heroes games, she's Estelle Bright, who's I think like the main character of all the Trails games. Um, in Persona 3 FES, she's Metis. Um, who's like Ooh. the other Igis from that side story. Right. She was Akira Kogama in Lucky Star. Uh, in Little Witch Academia, she was Latte Jansen. Ah. She was uh, Mamimi Samejima in Fully Cooly. Remember that fucking Ooh, show? I never watched it. I missed it. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I'm a it little was baby. Fu- I mean, when I watched Fooly it after Cooly the fact, out? and it was fine. When did Fully Cooly come out? Fully oh, Cooly God, came out like, the year I was born, so I kind yeah. of didn't watch that. Right. Because <laughs> um, I was four months old. <laughs> <laughs> in, uh, in Pop Team Epic, she was Popico. Oh! I love Pop Team Epic so much. It was, so really, it was really funny. I was looking at, um, oh, who's, who was it? I was looking at a different voice actor who was Pee Pee Me in Pop Team Epic. Well, they have but. a different, um, they have a different episode of, a uh, different voice every episode, don't they? Oh, wait, okay. I, I watched it. I don't remember that much of it. it. was I watched it, like, right when it came out, so it's been a while. Oh, I love it. It's one of my favorite so I guess, shows. I guess she voiced Popoko in one of the episodes of Pop Team Epic, which is fun. Um, in K-On, she was uh, Yui Hirasawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you ever play Danganronpa? Thank God I didn't. I watched <laughs> the anime when it was airing. Okay. The uh, first Danganronpa... one, not the other one. Okay, in Danganronpa 2, she was Mikan Sumiki, who's like the nurse character. Ah, I see. Um, she was a character in Kill La Kill. Oh, who was she? She she was uh, Nui Harime. No! Yeah, it's a little sicko. A little no! fucking sicko. sicko mode. Oh, I fucking hate um, that. In Gurren Lagan, oh! she was, she was Kinon, who I ah! think is one of... Yeah, she's one of Keaton's like sisters or wives or whatever oh, they were. Oh hell yeah! I think they were sisters. Okay, I don't. I was like, were they wives or sisters? I couldn't fucking remember. Nah. Um, in Legend of Korra, never she watched was, it. Oh shit! She was Julie. She was like the assistant to one of the other uh, like main supporting characters. Right. Uh, she's been the voice of Katana in like every DC superhero girl's property, and there's been a lot of those lately. This is Katana. Yeah. It would be uh, wise not to get on her bad side. Her <laughs> sword traps the souls of those she kills. That's right. Um, in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, oh! uh, part two specifically, <gasps> she was Susie Q. No way! Yeah, isn't that funny? Uh, let's see, let's oh, see, let's see. I love that. She voiced a bunch of Fire Emblem characters, as like uh-huh. every modern voice actor does. Any um, any biggins? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, in Fire Emblem Awakening, she was Tharja. <gasps> no way! Everyone's favorite sicko dark mage. Oh, I love her so much. Uh, and she was also Kiel, who is oh, Virion's daughter. Kiel. No, Kellum's daughter. Yeah, Kellum's daughter. It's been a while. 
Um, in Fire Emblem Fates as well, she was uh, Berica uh, oh. and Sophie. And, of course, Rajat, because Rajat is just, is just Tharja. Don't worry uh-huh. about it. Um, in Bravely Default, she voiced oh. Aerie. Another game I'd have played. Oh, a little, another, another sicko. Another cute little fairy. Um, you play Sekiro? Shadows Die Twice? No, I okay. never did. She voiced Emma, who's like one of the main characters. She's like this doctor who you meet really early on, who's like, hey, you have like dragon disease. And you're like, all right, cool. Better not die about it. Um, <laughs> and these are like the really, these are the big ones. These are like the top three roles that everyone would like probably know her from. Yeah. Uh, a little show called Bleach. Oh. Uh, she was Orihime Inoue. Ichigo's, I never watched Bleach. Uh, what? Oh, shit. Orihime was... Um, uh, or he was was she his sister? Or he made she's like the red haired girl. It's been a fucking while since I watched Bleach. I don't remember shit. Something um, like that. In Naruto, she in was Na- she was. Uh huh. Well, first of all, she voiced sexy Jutsu's Naruto. <laughs> oh, best character in the show, baby. Let's go. Uh, but she also voiced Hinata. Ah, and she's been Hinata in like everything. I like Hinata. She's cool. I'm glad that she got, like, respected a little bit more by Kishimoto as the series went on. Mm-hmm. But still not great, because she's yeah. also... And the end of the day, she's a woman in the Kishimoto series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. Um, but this is the main role that I think everyone knows her from. Uh, and I can hear it a little bit when I hear Maneva's voice. Um, in a little show called Sailor Moon. No uh, way! She, she, she? Did, she did voice Sailor Moon. <laughs> oh my god! She's That's Usagi big. Shikino. That's big. That's pretty fucking big. Yeah, she's like the main modern dub of it. Like, you can hear it a little bit. Mineva's voice is definitely a lot like lower pitch, not as like high school-y as Usagi's is. But like, you can still definitely hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. God, speaking of magical girls, I, I uh, my wife Katie has, she's like really been into Sailor Moon. And I finally got her to start watching Madoka yesterday. Oh my God, is she going to be okay? Well, I've been... T- and, like, the, it's the fucking prestige in action. Because I've been telling you, yeah, you like magical girl shows. You'll like Madoka. We've only watched <laughs> one episode so far. But, like, it is... You gotta get another just, three. Oh, I, I, I told her you can't give up the show until you watch the third episode. Um, But it's already working so well. Because she's like, wait, is Homer a villain? Because she's trying to attack that cute little QB. And I'm just, like, fucking <laughs> clasping my greedy little hands together. Like, yes. Yes. Oh, no. Just falling for hook, line, and sinker. Uh, Monica's a good show. Everyone should watch it. It's 12 episodes long. You have no excuse. Yeah, you literally have no excuse. That being said, uh, after you watch Madoka, you never have to watch another Genorobuchi show ever again. No. Because they're all the <laughs> it's same. Just that one. It's just Every that single one. one. I watched Kamen Rider Gaim, which is just Madoka, but um, live action with um, cool, like, robot suits. Um, yes. Except they stretch the plot over 50 episodes. Um,. And it doesn't work. And people like to say that it works. It doesn't work. I don't like Gaim. Kamen Rider Gaim's not very good. I'm sorry. Bummer. Oh, well. Say lovey. Um, People like to say it's good, but they're wrong. <laughs> um, And now I think it's time for Robot of the Week, if I'm not mistaken. <gasps> well. And I think it's... Is it... Mine? Yes, it's mine, because you brought RoboKai last week. I did, I brought RoboKai. What's, What's your robot of the week? Oh Let's hear God. it. I don't want to bring another one from Xenoblade, because that entire fucking series... You is have really... Xenoblade brain rot right now, you are allowed to. Yeah, don't feel yeah, bad about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, oh, before we... I can... 
Hint. You know, you Hint. know who didn't make an appearance today? Who didn't make an appearance today? Little, little baby Basinga. Little little baby Basinga. Little, little baby Basinga. Little baby. Well, it's oh. good. He was he was actually pretty pretty mature adult today. He was pretty good. I'm, I'm big boy Banaja Links now. <laughs> I don't like eclairs anymore. I still like the macarons, but I don't like... This is just turned to 2D two, two oh, gorillas. I, that I was fucking, 2D gorillas right there. I fucking love... Me. Yeah, <laughs> he's Damon Albarn now. <laughs> it's me, Damon Albarn. Oh, it's me, 2D I, I got gorillas. in Gundam, innit? Oh, I'm in the Gundam. Oh, I love, I love puppets. You know Damon Albarn really likes puppets? Does he really? He is. He does. He's a, he's a puppet fan. That makes a little bit of sense, considering the whole, like, concept of gorillas. Yeah. Anyways, um, okay. what's your robot of the week? I got it. It's the Machine Assassin from Xenoblade 3. Um, it's like oh. a later game hero class, but, like, you start getting attacked by these weird invisible robots partly through the series. Or oh, part that's the game. really scary. Yeah. And then, and and you get you get one later. Is all I'll say, but like it cool, it fights with these cool fucking like ether axes, kind of like the uh, what the Sinanju has a little bit. They're like these like hand axes that like burst out energy. Um, it's just really cool. I like like you know all the glowy bits, I like the cool like red eyes, white mask head of it. Mm. It's cool, and it is it's technically a mobile suit. There's like a pilot on the inside of it. Yeah, but uh, it's it's a cool, it's a fun class. It's all about like debuffing your foes, and you do more damage when you pop those debuffs off. So it's always it's always fun. It's not the best class in the game because the best class in the game is just like, what if you got a billion crit damage? And that's always more fun than anything else. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's the machine assassin. I was able to actually find an image of it, unlike last time. So go me. <laughs> <gasps> let's see, let's see, let's see it. I posted it in uh in our in our chat. Let me see. Here. Let me see. Oh, that is sick! Yeah, isn't it? Look it's at cool. him! It's cool. Oh, that is that is very cool. It's just what are, the, what are v- those two little gremlins up on the top left hand corner? Oh, those are Riku and Manana. They're Napon. They're these little like furry characters. Um, Harrowing. they fight as they fight as one because they're just like, kind of like tiny otherwise. But like one uses a frying like a like a walk as a shield, and the other has <laughs> a sword. It's great. Their class is called the Yumsmith. The Yum Smith? It's because, like, Riku's a smith and Manana's a cook, so it's Yum Smith. Oh my it's god, good. that's so fucking funny. Yeah, Xenoblade 3 has some fucking killer characters. They're all great. Um, And that's my robot of the week. So wow. now, as we're closing, Callie, where can we find you on the internet? Well, you can find me on Twitter.com, at Cowley, C-O-W-L-L-I-E. Um, you can also find... Uh, ask, uh, can you, ask me if I've done it. Ask me if I've done it, Max. Have you done it, Callie? No. Uh, oh, beans. <laughs> it'll be done by the end of the series. Okay. I just don't know what is put in it to set it up, but you can find um what will be the the Twitter account for the book that I'm writing, Other Side, at Other Side Novel. You can, uh, it's down in the description if you want to get a link to there, if you want to follow an empty Twitter page that has nothing on it yet. <laughs> Give it time. Uh, give it time. First few chapters are ready. They will be available to read soon. Um, apparently they're pretty good. Uh, Max, where can we find you? I'm on Twitter at Maxi Bajillion. You can go to Pod of Greed Cast on Twitter to listen to my Yu-Gi-Oh show. You can go to Slappers Only Pod on Twitter to listen to my video game music showdown podcast. You can go to noisepace.xyz to find this show and all my others and many more. Um, 
And you can go to Wild Cool Podcast on Twitter to find this one. There's Discord links in the episode descriptions to come hang out with us. Post the gunpla you're working on. Let Why us not? see them. I want to see it. see it. Um, and what do we always say to close these episodes, Callie? What's bad? Wow, cool robot. I'll see you later, gamers. Oh, shit. We'll see you next week when Unicorn ends. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's ending already. It's, it's ending with, like, two asterisks after it. Oh, yeah. Get there. <laughs> Bye. Bye.